Every weekday, we hear a different version of the same story. The same person talking to the same group of people in a very similar way. And every week, it's different. This week, we'd like you to hear what it's been like to watch a video recorded over and over again. And over and over again. And over and over and over and over. It's called Great Political Thinking 2020, and it's about to be released on the same day. I'm Alex Burns. It's Thursday, January 7. I love this. It's the most emotionally draining, intellectually exhausting, and most politically illiterate thing I've ever done. In last night's Democratic debate in Nevada, Bernie Sanders got into a little bit of a spat with Elizabeth Warren, who, as you might expect, seemed to have no problem targeting Sanders as a flip-floppy candidate. In this campaign, there is no question the frontrunner is me, and that is Bernie Sanders. And I'm going to give you a big chunk of his plan. Well, you know, look, I think that Bernie Sanders has a plan for everything. I think he has a plan for everything. And I think that really is the best way to describe it. And we've seen that the kind of line-by-line close questioning of his policy point-by-point so far has been really effective at getting voters to hear more of what they've already heard from him. And we should say he did do that in fairly large numbers. He did do that in a pretty large number of people. And also, he was asked about the idea that he was kind of the underdog. Well... I have the backing of the majority of the Democratic Party. My plan is to make, if we elect me president, the point of the machine will be to eliminate the Democratic majority. I think we can probably assume that there's a way for him to, you know, basically have a policy for everything, if you will. Why he's not talking about that is a mystery. Yeah. So let's talk about Elizabeth Warren on this. She's the current frontrunner and, to some extent the person who has been leading the debate, and the person who has the most to gain from this campaign. So let's talk about that. A lot of people have been wondering whether or not she's going to run or whether she's going to pivot and run on, you know, big progressive things and talk about more of a populist vision, or whether she's going to pivot and talk about sort of her own policies. And she did that in a post on Medium earlier this week. You can hear that as a challenge. I mean, is is that, does that answer your question? Well, there's a Vox post on this. It points out that it's very difficult to have a plan for the Sanders campaign because they do not have a plan after the plan for him. He's not going to be the nominee. They do not have any particular plan for the best way to win the election. All right, so it's a tricky position for her. It's a tricky position for her. She has to balance being the most electable candidate and also, I think, being the most populist candidate to the point that she's been sort of forced to live by those two risibilities. And then the question is, you know, how do you do it? How do you get out from under the old system and convince these people who wouldn't otherwise vote? Yeah. You know, I think the way to do it is not to say that there's a silver bullet and a healing spray that will make your voters' hearts mend, right? I think the way to do it is to say, you know, I have always believed that. Uh, But, you know, I've, I've also always been skeptical that this will just turn on its head like a bunch of rust. It will cause real damage. And here's what I've been talking about for the last five years. This is going to be incredibly disruptive. I mean, the last thing I can really add if this was an urban legend and if it were a big American TV show, then you can really use it as a prop. You can get some laughs, but I don't think it's there. We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we will talk about what this means for the 2020 campaign. Here's what else you need to know today. 
There's a polling out there that says 90% of Americans say that the economy is just fine. Why is this? It's the first time in American history that you are 90% of Americans don't say that. Or 45.5% say that the economy's fine, but the country's not in good shape. And it's the first time in American history that we have a president of the opposite party saying that. You know what? This has been an incredible week in the district. I mean, Amazon's parent company, Amazon, has said that the company will be stepping down when one of its employees, the company's founder and CEO of Amazon, is forced out of the company. In a letter released Monday night, Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos defended his role, saying that former Amazon employees have been harassing the company's lawyers and that Bezos personally tried to stop it. I kept the count of our discussion so that they could have it. They couldn't. I am deeply distressed that my valued employees have not participated in the conduct to be of the company's highest reality, which is that I will resign at the end of the current fiscal year, and that the decision together with our board of directors would go to the heart of what it is today. That's it for The Daily. I'm Michael Barbaro. See you tomorrow. Oh, shit. Fuck. All scripts for Great Political Thinking 2020 are written by a machine learning model. This episode featured performances from Sam Crystal, Christina Dacanay, Skylar DeVos, Daniel Fries, and myself, with direction and production contributions from Emily Zhao. Our logo is designed by Christina Dacanay. I'm your producer, Sylvan Jung. Thank you for listening to Great Political Thinking 2020.